Welcome to the Couragepreneur Podcast. The podcast for people who want to be more resilient in life and business by developing their courage muscle to live life, love life, and be their absolute best. Now, let's go live to your host, Pix Jonathan. G'day there and welcome to the Courage Preneur podcast. Pix Jonathan here and I have the awesome privilege of interviewing the amazing Justin Brown. So g'day Justin. Thank you for having me. Uh, thank you so much. And for the benefit of our listeners, Justin and I did meet at a rather solemn event, wasn't it Justin? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We met at the Wings of Hope gathering, which was sort of a, um, I guess you could call it like a support group for people who have been recently bereaved by suicide. Um, so it was actually my second year. Um, so yeah, I spoke the year before and then got asked to speak again. So yeah, so Pix came up to me afterwards and we had a chat and yeah, now here I am. Yeah, thank you so much. And tragically, it was your dad that you lost to suicide. So, you know, it's just such a, a, a tough thing to cope and um, really appreciate your time here. So thank you so much. And I want to start off with asking you, Justin, what does courage mean to you? Um, I think uh, I think for me, courage would probably just be linked to authenticity and um, being able to uh, find authenticity and pursue it um, despite kind of all the... Uh, all the restrictions that are going to come with that from other people and from yourself. And um, yeah, I think that's kind of in, in my life been the area where I've struggled the most and been, um, yeah, kind of called to uh, keep digging deeper and uh, fronting up every day to, yeah. to try and get over the struggle, I guess, of, um, of how hard it actually is to just be your authentic self, I guess. Yeah, and when I heard you speak uh, the other day, you know, you were your authentic self and that's what I loved. Um, you know, you spoke about some highs and certainly a lot of lows and just being yourself and you certainly are the epitome of courage, just picking yourself up, dusting yourself off after losing such a, you know, a close family member as your dad. So so what was one time when you were feeling less than courageous? Obviously, you've had the tragic loss of your dad, but is that being the most time when you were feeling really less than courageous justin yeah it definitely was and I, and I think it was mainly just because um it just kind of ripped my identity out from under my feet um and i think with courage i found that um the more i've been able to know myself then the more i can act courageously because i know that the actions i am taking are in alignment mm. but um after my dad died it was just it, it just i was just um, everything that I kind of thought about myself and beliefs I had about myself and the identity I had built for myself just got shattered um, really, really quickly. And I think it was slightly different in the way that um, kind of normal challenges in life kind of maybe break it down, break that identity down a little bit as, um, as you kind of go through struggles. But I think, um, I think having my dad die when I was 18, I think it just... It, it was something that was so big and so shocking and just kind of, um, I guess, the brutalness of it just kind of, um, 
yeah, just shattered that kind of false identity all at once. So mm. I think that's the reason that I was definitely after that time in the year or Finding your true identity. You, you lost that after your dad passed away. Mm. Yeah, yeah. So I would say that, uh, yeah, when I was just lost, being lost was kind of when I felt um, probably the least courageous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so thanks so much for sharing because I know this is still fairly raw to you. Uh, I don't think anybody yeah. ever gets over certainly loss of a loved one, but when it's by suicide, it makes it even harder. And I, I speak from experience as well because we sadly lost my nephew and it's coming up for his anniversary actually. And Christmas can be a very tough time for a lot of people out there. <clears throat> Excuse me, uh, I never thought why, but now... I said, <clears throat> excuse, I certainly appreciate that, that's for sure. So I always like to have a positive as well, Justin. So what was one time when you felt literally on top of the world? Actually, next week you're going to Kosciuszko, so you will be on top of Australia. But what was one time that you actually felt really courageous that, you know, you felt so strong and full of courage? Probably where we met, I would say. Was, that's the first thing that comes to mind. Um the year before, when I got asked to speak, I was kind of just sharing my experience and um, that was kind of all I really felt I had to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, so I kind of got up and I'd had everything kind of written out and scripted. And mm-hmm. this year I went to write it actually and I just like... You spoke from the heart. You had no notes. Yeah. Yeah, just, yeah I, I went to write it and it just wasn't really working for me. Yeah. Um, so basically I decided to wing it and just not wing it, but just kind of get up there. Yeah. Cause I noticed you had a book there, but you didn't really refer to it. I think. It yeah. Was- yeah. I got up book and had like a bit of notice and a few things mm. that I wanted to say, but, um, yeah, I felt courageous just this year doing it just because I felt like, um, I got up there and I looked around and I could see a lot of people who, yeah. um, quite clearly in a lot of pain and just felt like I had something to offer. Mm, and And that you do like and people as you said we are united by pain uh Mm. it's yeah one day at a time and one week at a time one significant date at a time so yeah that that's really beautiful and you're now what 20 how old are you justin 21 21 yeah and i met your beautiful partner so and of course your mum there Yeah. yeah so it was just you spoke with such grace and poise and you so dignified. So absolutely, you certainly were courageous, uh, especially under such such a significant time uh, for the memorial for Wings of Hope. Yeah. So thank you for that. And me being me, I have a courage acronym, Justin. So the, mm-hmm. how do you connect and communicate? You're 21. I mean, what's if people want to, I guess, on their mental health journey specifically, how can they connect and communicate with others? Um, probably from a space of vulnerability, I would say. It's um, it's something that does take courage because, like, every single time you do it, it's hard. And it, especially with every new person, I, I find mm-hmm. it's hard. Um, yeah, I would say it's uncomfortable a lot of the time, but like kind of giving that per- person a piece of you means that you kind of get a piece back. So that's kind of what I found anyway. Um, so yeah, I-, I would say from a place of vulnerability. Vulnerability, I love that. And Brene Brown talks about vulnerability. Uh, she has written um, 
a number of different books and yeah she certainly talks about courage and vulnerability and yes. yeah yeah it, that that's really true so thank you for that uh, the next letter in our courage acronym is O for open heart and you have an amazingly big open heart because you did have that vulnerability and that transparency and all authenticity to share but what does it having an open heart mean to you um i think it's something that i've, I've struggled with to to be honest mm. um i think having an open heart um it requires quite a lot of empathy i would say mm -hmm. um i think for myself um you know like i know my default particularly growing up um was kind of frustration at other people, judgment at other people, um, having a short temper. So I, I think having an open heart, if I was kind of to take it beyond um, just being vulnerable, would be being able to maybe have a certain level of distance from that so that mm -hmm. you can kind of come back to love and compassion as a default mm -hmm. rather than something that you just feel as a high every now and again. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's that's probably that's probably what I would say is just kind of trying to be in a constant state of um, love and compassion rather than um, just having it for. Um... Actually, if I, was, if I was to word it differently, I would say that um, there was a quote the other day, and it was it was like we don't know love like we should, and mm. they were kind of talking about how yeah. we have love, but it's very um, <clears throat> it's very um, conditional. Um, in the terms that yeah. um, we love our, like we certain, like example, we love our partner um, if they do this or if they kind of yes. sit in certain frameworks. Um, but yeah, something that um, that's really been hard for me is just kind of holding a constant state of love for mm -hmm. everyone and everything without having any conditions attached to that, which yeah. really is, I think, a human. Um, kind of Human default nature, yeah wow that's such yeah. sage advice from a 21 year old to, <laughs> to basically love yeah. unconditionally yeah and as interesting as this sounds we have to love ourselves first and that's not coming from an ego or vanity thing because you you literally have to love yourself because if you don't love yourself you haven't got that love to give and and it's pretty much loving ourselves unconditionally which in a social media frenzied world can be really easy to not do because, you know, we often compare ourselves, our low light with people's highlights. So loving yourself unconditionally and then having that empathy uh, to love others unconditionally. For sure, yeah, for yeah. sure. That's actually a really good point that you make, I guess, if it got to start with the self and then it kind of plants a seed and spreads out from there, I guess. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's so good. And you touched on um, default. I remember you talking about that, the default after your dad passed away? Mm, yeah, yeah, the default, um, I mean, my default, which was um, just kind of putting my head down and working really hard, mm. which was kind of um, almost an addiction, I would say, that I kind of built up over, yeah. over my lifetime, maybe because it was like a way to... Um, place? Mm. Well, I think for me it was more, I think it was more for me just like, A, like, like the discomfort of my mind and be just um, just uh, having maybe a family home that I wasn't particularly comfortable in and then mm -hmm. um, kind of choosing to go to boarding school to kind of get away from that and then 
yeah, just constantly keeping myself busy. So I didn't have time to, um, yeah, let, let my headspace kind of catch mm. up with me. Yeah, that, um, that busyness. And I guess, you know, yeah. that, that ca- it can be a trap that we fall into, that busyness of being. And I, I have a saying, when you can't go outside, you go inside. So actually yeah. going internally, and that's where meditation has really helped me and connect me with beautiful souls such as yourself. So thank you very much. Um, now, a bit of fun here. Our next letter is you. So what makes Justin Brown uniquely Justin Brown? What makes you uniquely you, Justin? Mm-hmm. That's a really good question. Um, what makes me uniquely me? Um I would probably say that um, probably just an ability to drop straight in. Uh, I would say, um, which I'm sure, mm-hmm. which which we kind of we we kind of had as soon as we chatted. We did, um, we did, yeah. Like we yeah, literally yeah. never met prior to that. I, your mum does do meditation, but yeah, we we did. We just dropped in, as you said. Yeah, yeah, it's really nice. I think. Um, I think something that I did learn from kind of wearing a mask constantly was that I just kind of got to a point where I just like have complete frustration and mm. like I just have no um just got to a point where I had absolutely no tolerance for it anymore so um yeah I think I have an ability to kind of call marks out and to kind of break them down with people and then just to kind of yeah, get into the nitty gritty and, and and connect from a heart space. So yeah, I think that's fantastic, kind of, and that's a great. I mean, I know, I know a lot of people. Yeah, yeah I know a lot of people. Just have drop in. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think it is something that I'm good at. Yeah, and you do have a beautiful presence around you. I must say, just very calming, and I know that isn't the case all the time having gone through what you've gone through. But yeah, you you're just very grounded. Um, obviously very spiritual as well. So getting on with things is all about relationships, which is our next letter. Or So how do you develop relationships? Like first and foremost, how did you build a relationship back with yourself? And then how do you build relationships with like your beautiful partner and other people in your life? Yeah, uh, starting with myself, I guess, which is kind of where for me it had to begin. Um I really just kind of took everything back um, after after my dad passed away. I just realized that I really was living a life that I wasn't enjoying. Mm-hmm. Um, and basically, I had a I had very um, a very well ingrained idea about work and having to work myself very hard and mm-hmm. um, yeah, something that had kind of been prescribed down to me. Um, and I think I just basically quit everything. Yeah. Um, and which was something that I was very scared to do and something that had been kind of very demonised, I guess, in kind of the environments that I grew up in being um, coming from like an athlete background and never give up, never quit. And, yeah, I basically quit everything in my life and Mm. just kind of peeled everything back and started to go, okay, can I build a life where everything that I do in it kind of excites me and I want to do it and I'm not going to the gym because I should and I'm not doing a degree because I should and I'm not doing anything because I should. Mm. Um, and, yeah, I guess it, it was pretty simple in that in that terms because everything that every action I was doing, every hour or two 
that I had booked in my schedule was um, an act of self-love, I guess, because I was doing it because it excited me and it lit me up and I wanted to yeah. do it. Yeah, and Tony Robbins talks about stop shooting on yourself. Um, mm. you know, I should have done this, I should have done that, or I should do this, or I should do that. Um, there's an absolute difference between wants and needs. Yes, you've got your like your hierarchy of needs, like human physical needs, but I am really drilling down to what I want to do and you know, what do I need to do and what do I want to do? And there's a really significant difference and COVID has brought that to light for me. I am literally doing what I want to do and I just really admire and respect you for making that pivot and just going, you know, do I need to do this or do I want to do this? Like am I Mm. having fun kind of thing? Yeah, and I think also like... It's within reason as well. Like obviously, yeah, of course. you might always not want to go to work, but like, <laughs> yeah. you want the reward from that work, right? So yes. it's not like mm. Fun. Mm. I didn't do it fundamentally. Yeah. Um, and I guess also it made me recognize um, the level of privilege that I have to be able to do that because mm. how many people just like simply can't do that because yes. they have to, yeah, they have to make a living. They have to. They don't have like the flexibility within their work to be able to do that or so yeah it made me really grateful for um i guess being able to have like the work and the income and stuff that i do and um yeah it made me feel for those people that that just aren't able to do that for like economic reasons fantastic that's great um and your attitude it obviously hasn't always been positive and that is human nature and we completely understand i'm the same as well you know, there's times when I've struggled and I've doubted myself and just wondering, you know, why. But how do you maintain your awesome attitude, Justin? Um, I think, well, like the first truth is that it's not always awesome. It's just a constant <laughs> fluctuation. Um, but I think uh, you kind of can improve your baseline, I guess. Like it's always going to be up and down. Yeah. You can improve your base level. I think meditation just really kind of helped me with, with that. Mm-hmm. Um, and what else? Meditation, doing things I love, um, and I guess slowing down, weirdly enough, also kind of really allowed me yes. to yeah. um, have a positive attitude because I just, yeah, like it's funny, like if you rush putting washing on the line, I find I hate it. I absolutely hate putting washing on the line if I rush it. But if I go out there and I put a bit of music on yep. and I take my time and I hang it up, it's crazy. It's like same task, but one like yeah, the first that, one. That, that's such a good point because it's about being in the now, isn't it? Hmm. And enjoying yeah. the task. And one thing that I am overcoming is eating fast. I'm actually mm. slowing down my eating and enjoying. I mean, I've always enjoyed eating, but often I've eaten fast. And then on to the next next task, but to actually sit and be present and enjoy my eating, my my meal, especially when I'm with somebody else, um, and it's really interesting for me to do it because I'm now um, living on my own. Well, my housemate is not here a lot, so I could quickly eat because my daughter's now living in the Netherlands to be with mm-hmm. the love of her life. So yeah, just being present in the moment. Mm, that's that's I think so that good. Also, um... I think that also comes back to being able to hold that tension, which is what I was talking about yes. at the Wings of Hope gathering, like being able to hold that tension of like, I'm so hungry, this food's in front of me, I want to smash it. 
rather than just like rather than just like jumping to that just being able to sit there and just like find like enjoy the yeah. tension of just wanting to shovel in but like yeah, choosing yeah. to do it slowly yeah. instead it's kind of life yeah. is always a dichotomous like you know the good the bad the, the hungry the like slow down everything yeah and the like tension that. in between yeah 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 sure um and you touched on gratitude and meditation and that just before justin but how are you grateful What's grateful? one thing in your life you're grateful for? People, yeah, the mm. people in my life. Um, yeah, I've kind of only in the last maybe two years kind of um, been able to find a group of friends and a partner and stuff that, that are really um, special to me. Mm. So, um, yeah, I would say that that kind of brings a certain level of um, of. Yeah, that, that makes me grateful just because yeah. um, I feel close to them and I feel loved. So, yeah, mm-hmm. I think um, love. And like, I, I know gratitude, having gratitude, we resonate at a higher frequency and it does, mm. it changes the, the way the brain acts. So, yeah, having that grateful heart is actually physiologically good for the body. It's not just like, oh, something nice to do. It is actually, you know, a, a positive response for the body as well. So Right, which is, yeah. is sorry. No, go on. I was going to say that's interesting too because I, I, I believe as well that um, if you're a frequency, bringing your own frequency up, then um, you will attract people of a similar frequency. So, yeah, yeah I don't think coincidence that um i have all those beautiful people around me now Mm. um so yeah i'm very lucky yeah yeah fantastic that's so good to be grateful um now you haven't always enjoyed life there's been some low lights obviously but how do you enjoy life now other than climbing kosciuszko or going around australia in your van or whatever so how do you enjoy life justin um i probably enjoy life doing a lot less. Um, so waking up and um, having a routine for me that isn't um, strict so, or isn't, yeah. isn't like a form of self-punishment, which is, um, which was, yeah, something something interesting for me to kind of move away from. Mm. Um, I just do, to be honest, I just don't do, I just do maybe like three or four things in my day and just yeah. do them slowly and wow. really enjoy it. Right. Yeah. Uh, I could take a leaf out of your book, that's for sure, Justin. So thank you yeah, for the reminder. Yeah. I mean, uh, you still got to get stuff done, I guess. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, absolutely. But I think it's key to probably, as you said, have a couple of key things, like three or four things that, you know, you really do need to do and aim to enjoy it uh, and then get that done and not be. And it's really hard for a high achiever, somebody with high energy and just mm. wanting to be and do to just be mindful. And so I love how meditation has brought more stillness and and that groundedness and that presence and living in the moment. And if I guess, well, we still would have connected um, if it wasn't for meditation because I did get invited to that invite. But I know your mum's a a wonderful beach crew leader at Freshie. Um, You Mm. touched on meditation. What sort of meditation do you do, Justin? Um, Mainly... um mainly do kind of heart meditation um, mm-hmm. at the moment. Um, being someone who's always kind of been in my head um, and like that, that for me is kind of where I notice I kind of default back up and then I have to kind of almost like pull yeah. it back, yeah. pull myself back down into my body. 
Um, so that's kind of what I do um, mainly. Um, I've done some pretty cool meditations um, guided on certain like retreats or yes. um, with certain facilitators. But myself, when I sit down, I mainly just focus on kind of coming into the body and coming mm-hmm. into the heart. Mm-hmm. Do that first. Um, I like to get up and do, do that first. Do you have music? Like is okay. there a guided music or is it a guided meditation or is it silent or any of the above? Yeah, I like it silent. I just, um, I just like, I mean, I guess the less stimulated I am outside, I find it the easier I can go in. So, mm-hmm. yeah, I just like to pick a time. I don't like to, I used to kind of time myself, but now I just like set a time and then I see how long I was meditating for when I come out of it, mm-hmm. um, which I find is good because I used to, and I guess maybe this is, comes back to um, my background in kind of always counting, having to achieve and do things. But I'd set like a 20 minute time and then I'd just like sit there and like almost just like force myself to wait out the 20 yeah, minutes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And like um, so yeah, now off. Mm. yeah, right, exactly. So now I just start it and maybe like the third time I kind of feel like coming out of it, then I will. Yeah. And I think that's just kind of naturally mm. gotten longer. So mm. yeah, been less forceful with the meditation kind of, I find helps. Fantastic. And I will ask you, where to from here, Justin? Um, In terms of... Well, what career or what you want to do or anything that comes to your mind. No right or wrong, yeah. it just is. Yeah, cool. Um, I think I don't really know. I don't like to um, I don't like to set anything that's too specific because mm-hmm. I don't think it's going to play out that way. Um, but I would like to um, get involved with... Uh, masculinity in some kind of area shape or form Mm -hmm. um i think having dad die um not only highlighted a lot of the issues um in masculinity in our society that i didn't really look at before Mm -hmm. but um yeah also just made me realize how much of a product i was of it and um just how unaware of the issues i was just because it was the default and it was prescribed so I never really questioned it mm-hmm. so I really want to work on changing that to be honest and I'm not too sure how to go about that yeah. yet I'm still trying to yeah. figure that out I would like to kind of bring um things that I have learned about um more traditional forms of masculinity um mm-hmm. how to bring that into the mainstream so that we can kind of build a healthier version of it Hmm. Um, your mum and I are in making meditation mainstream maybe you can have making masculinity mainstream right right exactly Mm. exactly and Mm. and I think that there kind of is already a movement obviously um you know are you okay men being encouraged to talk up a lot more but Mm -hmm. I still think it's still just like really the tip of the iceberg oh absolutely yeah it's so much more complicated than that and it's so such a personal um such a personal journey for each individual it in, is in yeah i mean there's the stages of grief but as you said it is such a personal journey and you know some people may never get through to the seventh stage of grief um right. you know coping right. with grief but yeah it's just such a personal thing and what a what a noble thing to do so wanting to work with masculinity in some form so i will put it out there for any of our listeners uh, that uh, listening in, if you have some ideas to Justin, that would be fantastic. So, Justin, what is the best way for people to contact you? 
Um, basically, um, through Facebook, although I have a pretty mainstream name, so it might be hard to find yeah. a lot of Jessica Browns anyway. <laughs> yeah. Um, but, uh, yeah, probably through Facebook. But if Facebook's they go hard. to me, they can certainly find you if they search Perfect. my yeah, friends they can, because we're friends. Yeah, they can find yeah. my Facebook through you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, fantastic. Awesome. But, yeah, well, I am. Go on. I, I was going to say I am also um, studying uh, sociology and politics at um, UTS. So I'm looking to kind of, um, I, I, I see, like, those communities um, who are kind of questioning masculinity and working on creating new versions. I, I see it popping up a lot, but it's still very separate from, um I guess, mainstream psychology and those yeah. sort of things. Mm. Um, so, yeah, finding a way to kind of bring that into the mainstream, I guess, is what excites me. So, Well, you're on a mission and um, I'm fully here to support you and thank you for your support in being a wonderful guest for The Couragepreneur. You spoke, in, spoke about how you connect and communicate and having that open heart and what makes you uniquely you and we touched on relationships as well and having an awesome attitude and being grateful um, and then enjoying life. So, yeah, I do wish you all the very best on your journey uh, post, you know, he well, with healing and everything like that, Justin. So thank you for being a wonderful guest today on The Couragepreneur. And this is Pix Jonathan and the awesome Justin Brown. And thanks so much, Justin. Thank you very much. I enjoyed it. You've been listening to The Couragepreneur podcast. If you haven't already, please remember to subscribe so you're the first to know each time we publish a new show. Are you ready to live more courageously and be more resilient? And you know this is something you need help with. We've created a gift just for you. It's the Trilogy of Courage special podcast series. And you can access at pixjohnison.com forward slash podcast series. That's pixjohnison.com forward slash podcast series. Thanks for listening. We'll catch you next time.